Good evening, wonderful people, and welcome to Bad Thought Therapy. I am finally back. I'm so grateful, and I pray that you and your family are well, that your heart and your mind is filled with love and peace, and you have all of your needs and more. I'm Sheree Hardy, and thank you so much for joining me tonight on this sacred Sunday. Well, for those of you who might have missed my announcement, I had a major life change. I went from my business, being a full-time business owner, to going back into the classroom, and now I am a full-time educator. So I've got to plan this thing out. I think I'm going to use my Sundays, my sacred Sundays, to do a couple of episodes and then drop them you know, every so two or three days per week because this is therapy for me. I hope it's therapy for you. Bad thought therapy. I always, you know, remind people I'm not speaking from a place of being an expert, a connoisseur of anything. I am first a student. I'm always learning. And let me tell you, every day I learn something new and I just share. I learn, I share, I share, and I learn. And so I am back in the classroom. My schedule has changed. And my family has been asking me, you know, what do I miss the store? What is it like? And I would say the best way to describe it, it's bittersweet. There's some aspects of having my own bookstore, having my own business um, that I miss dearly. I really miss it. And I met a wonderful menagerie of people. And some of them were our regular customers that came in and I learned so much. And I was just asking God, what does he want me to do with that? Because there were so many things that I saw as a bookstore owner, especially in a public space. Before we got into our own little spot, we were kind of in the center of the mall and I saw so many things. I'm just asking God what to do with that. And I joke with my sisters today. I think I'm going to do like a modern Canterbury Tales. I don't know. But um, I do miss that part. On the other hand, I left teaching not because I didn't love it. I left teaching for many other reasons. And now that I'm back in the classroom, I feel blessed. I love seeing these light bulbs go off. I get a natural high from knowing that my students are learning something that is very empowering. I teach English now. For most of my career, I taught world languages. And so I don't have to switch up my languages right now. I'm teaching English three different classes. So I've got to get kind of adjusted to that. But the power of words, being able to share that with young people and being able to help them become better writers, better readers, better speakers and listeners. At the same time, I'm learning from them as well. It's such a powerful blessing. So I count it all joy and I will not complain, which is leading me right up to the topic tonight. And that is the interruption of your complaining. I think I'm going to title this one though something like the cure for the disease of complaining, how to stop complaining. I am so fortunate to have people in my life that hold me accountable. Um, They hold me accountable for being the best human being that I can be. And I'm surrounded by people who have 
formal training in psychology and social scientists. So my daughter has a degree in psychology. My youngest sister has a couple of degrees in psychology. In fact, she is a licensed professional counselor. I have another sister who is a certified counselor. So I am around people who hold me accountable. And my youngest sister asked us to join her in a in a fast from complaining. And let me tell you, I told them, I said, I'm going to talk about this for my podcast. Um, we sort of complain and we're not even aware that we're doing it. But complaining is so um, dangerous to us. It's dangerous spiritually. It is harmful to us, even mentally and physically. And I'm going to talk about that. And so how do you break this addiction from complaining? And I want to just share a few things that I've learned since we started the fast. We all shared, well, I know my youngest sister and I, we shared that we felt better. We felt lighter now that we are complaining less. And I have to admit, since we started the fast, we started at the beginning of the month, and the fast is supposed to be for 31 days. Um, I have to admit that there were times I wanted to complain. <laughs> you know, I wanted to say something about a negative situation that I was facing, but I interrupted myself. And I, there's something about when it comes out, you may be frustrated or there may be a problem or an issue or a challenge and that challenge is real. And, it's, you know, sometimes I haven't done a podcast on this, but I said, I am, what do you do when your reality is negative? You know, what do you do when your reality is something that's not positive? How do you respond to it? And so I'm, I'm, I'm working on that one. But anyway, um, I have, but I haven't complained. And I feel better. And what my younger sister did, she shared with us a video on YouTube by a pastor out of Alabama. And I'm going to drop that link in the description for this podcast. I never heard of the guy. His name is Mike McClure Jr. And he's a pastor out of Alabama. His father was a pastor. Um, he has a family history of leaders and ministers. And he was doing a series called I Quit. And so he had all these different things. And I listened to, to the one I Quit Complaining. And it was powerful. And let me tell you, I'm listening to it for a second time. And I'm probably going to listen to it for a third time. It was so powerful. It is um, biblical, biblically based where he takes biblical stories. And then he's applying those lessons from those stories to modern day situations and I thought it was really well it's well done and I think he dropped this like a couple of years ago so really blessed I'm gonna put that link in there but I want to talk about what to do when you want to complain. Now I have been a person that always thought I counted my blessing. I, I I'm one of those people and I my daughter just mentioned this to me how she was grateful that I always reminded her to you know, think about what you have instead of what you don't have. Think about, find the life lesson in a, in a situation that's negative or find the good in it and it will transform how you feel about it and how you see it. And I believe that that is the key to curing your complaining because complaining, you guys, and he mentioned, that McClure mentioned this in his message that there have been studies that complaining is actually bad for your brain. The part of the brain, I'm going to try to click on this article real quick and come back. 
the part of your brain that deals with memory and problem solving is actually affected by your complaining. That studies found that complaining reduces the size of your hippocampus. And this is, to me, you know, you cause brain damage. That ought to stop you from complaining, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you right now. You That ought to do it for you to know that your brain is getting smaller because you're complaining. And it's the part that's really, really crucial, memory and problem solving. You don't want that to get smaller. You want it to get larger. So I just clicked on that article. And I'm going to put that in the link as well to read that article. I did not read the article in its entirety. But I want to talk about how to heal from complaining. The first thing is having a mindset of gratitude is one of the best ways to cure complaining. To always be grateful for what you do have instead of complaining about what you don't. Find the good in situations And focus on the good because even when you're facing a challenge or a bad situation or something that's difficult, no matter what it is, it's just not going to be perfect. There is always good in it and you have to look for it. And I've talked about this on my podcast. I learned from a serious situation that I went through in 2009 where my life, where I lost everything and my life drastically changed. And during that season of my life, I was trying to figure out the why. And God revealed to me that all blessings are not material. They're not physical. That our greatest blessings are spiritual. And that whatever we're going through, there is always treasure in trouble. There is always a treasure in tribulation. But treasure, just like things that humans value in the world, um, gold or precious stones, um, they're always usually underneath the surface. You got to dig deep to get those diamonds or the gold. It's just not on the surface. And so it's like that in our mental health. You sometimes don't see it because you're looking on the surface level. You're looking at your problem. You're looking at what you don't have or what you, you, you you can't have or you think you can't have it. And so you focus on that, but underneath all that are these wonderful blessings and treasures. And that is how you will cure some of your complaining. You have to focus on what is good and positive things, period. There's no way of getting around that. And so over and over in my life, it'd be like the business, you know, we, we had to close the business. And it was painful because the the truth be told, we worked so hard to get to the place where we could open the business. We had been at my business for like six years and almost all of our work was getting to that place. And then we got to that place. It was not, um, we made a lot of good memories, but we did make a lot of good money. And that's just a fact. That's not a complaint. So I just want to put that out there, but that is just the reality of it all. And so, um, I started to, before I got to the point where I felt like, okay, we're going to have to close things down, I started thinking about what could I do, because I knew I had to do something, and um, and I was looking at different things, I, I want to travel around the world, so I even thought about, you know, should I 
get a job with the airlines because then I would be able to travel for free and that kind of thing. Um, but then, you know, God began to lead me that I can serve because I had been out there selling books and I've seen so many things that I'm not going to talk about today. But we really do have a crisis in our community and education in general is not a priority in our community and we have to change that. We as a community are investing all of our time in things that limit us and we're becoming consumers and we're going to, you know, and we're at a subservient position in society because we're not creating enough. And I'm really concerned about our young people. So God revealed to me what a better place to go back to. It'd be a lot of worse places I could go to to serve and to help with the situation. By me being in the position that I was in, I saw the illiteracy, I saw the apathy, I saw the issues with education and value systems, and our value system is not on the things that are developing the inside, the mind, the heart, what a better place to go into and make a change with that. So that's how I ended up making the decision to go back into the classroom. But I started counting my blessings. It was painful to let go, but I thought of all the good things. And, and the more I thought about it, because it took me a couple of months before I got to the point that I knew that we were going to shut down. And we had a grand opening ceremony in October, but I really didn't want to do it. And the person, my former coworkers, God bless her, she was like, no, you know, she was thinking, I know what she was thinking. Oh, if you have this, it's going to draw more people. And she was trying to give me ideas. And, you know, it was beautiful and we had it. But before that, I already, I did, really didn't want to do it because I, I you know, I, I keep up with the books. I'm the one, I'm the accountant, so I can see what's going on there. But I went ahead and I did it, and it was a beautiful evening, and it was a beautiful blessing, and a great memory. But nevertheless, um, I started counting my blessings. I started thinking of all the good things that could come out of me going back into the classroom. And then I became at peace about it. I wasn't complaining about, you know, more customers, you know, they go to the jewelry store, but they don't come to the bookstore because I was there. Like, you know, I literally saw people drag their children. When I say literally, I mean literally drag their children away from the bookstore. They want to come in and their parents are dragging them away. I saw people get their children's ears pierced and their nose pierced and they wouldn't even think of a book. You know, and so those kind of, that started to get me a little bit, but then I just, I, I focused on the good. I focused on the people who were coming in the store. I focused on all the great memories we made during story time. We had several great book signings there. We had a couple events there at the store. It was beautiful. And so I just felt good about this transition, even though I still yearned for what I worked so hard to build. And I have a very supportive family. They're like, well, you know what? You can always get it again. This is, this, this, it might not have happened this way. New location, new situation, that kind of thing. So I have not thought about that because right now I'm in teacher mode. I'm just fully in teacher mode. But I want to share with you that that is how you will begin to feel better. If you find the good in challenging situations and bad situations, you will be able to endure them differently. You will be able to be happier in spite of your external situation. And I'm going to do, right after this one, after I record this one, I'm going to do one on stress management. 
because I'm going into teaching with a different mindset and I'm a different person. So I don't, I don't even, I don't have stress anymore. Now people could try to put stress on me and pressure on me, but I am not a person to receive it anymore. Whereas before, I think that's what I felt a little overwhelmed by. And that was one of the reasons why I left, but I just don't even internalize it. I want to give you some tips on that, by the way. But nevertheless, that's how you stop your complaining. And you focus on the good, no matter what. That's one thing. Count your blessings. I went in the grocery store, and I know they ask you how you're doing, you know, it's sort of a formality. And the young lady was not prepared, but I just started talking about, honey, I'm, I'm, you know, I just, I had church right there at that counter. And she, and I told her what we were doing. I said, you know, my sisters and I, we're doing this thing where we're not complaining. And, you know, and she said, okay, I'm, I'm going to try it. I said, you need to get your accountability partner, someone that's going to make sure you don't complain because sometimes we have the thoughts in our head, but when we let it come out is when it has power. You have to dissolve it before it comes out because when you speak it outwardly and it does have power in your mind but when you speak it outwardly you give it more energy and give it more power it's like plugging up an electronic device to an electrical outlet you know you turn it on you turn on that it gets out in the atmosphere and it changes things and so you have to stop yourself Anytime you want to complain and something isn't right, you just stop yourself. You say, no, I'm not going to complain. I'm going to count my blessings. I'm going to find the good. I'm going to not focus on this negative part of it. The other thing that I learned about usually complaining comes when we are frustrated about something that we don't have that we think we need. And that frustration leads us to complain about the problem. And what I've learned is that when you just focus on doing your best, I, you know, I learned a long time ago that I can just, I can't do everything. Just like being a teacher, all of, you know, new teacher, and I have three different classes, you know, someone can give me 3,000 pages of material to read. Hum- that's humanly impossible for me to read. And so what I have to do is just do my best. And that's how you live a better life and you can stop the complaining. You don't have to focus on these issues and the negativity because you can only do so much. If I don't go to work as a teacher, it will keep going as as if I wasn't even there. They were functioning well without me. And if something happened to me, they would just continue to function. And that's why I just go in and I do my best and I let it go. I'm not going to complain and stress myself out about different challenges or issues because I can't solve all that. And that is another to another thing that can help you with complaining is just surrendering to the one who made the sun. That power, we call him God, most people use the English God, that power is in control and is well capable of handling everything that needs to be handled. And all you have to do is to do your best and let him handle the rest. Just trust in him and he will provide for you. And I'm going to give you an example. I went into the grocery store and I went in there to get one thing 
I was going in there to get something. I forgot what it was. Something I really needed that I had put off. And then my daughter said, get me this and that. And so I went in there and they, I thought I was getting a sale because they had like the two for one. And I bought some things I never hardly buy. Like I haven't bought cereal literally in years. I stopped eating cereal, looked at the bag. I said, okay, I think it's okay. And I got some bread and then I started looking at my receipt. I just kind of got it. And then I didn't look, and then I looked at my receipt when I got out of the store. And I was, I was tempted to complain about the prices and how much things have gone up. Cause I remember when bread cost like 69 cents a loaf. And now this bread was two something a loaf. I remember when cereal was one price and you know, just kind of, and I caught myself and I said, Lord, thank you that I could buy this food. I, I'm not, I didn't get a check for a whole month. Like I'm not getting paid until the end of the month. And I was like, God, thank you that I can still go to the grocery store and just buy some food. So I had, I caught myself from complaining and then I started thinking, you know, okay, the vegetable prices have gone up. Hey, I got a backyard. I need to start gardening again. You know, you just have to catch yourself. And that's the other thing that can stop you from complaining that when there is a problem, look for a solution. It's just like on your job, if you feel overwhelmed because you have so much to do, and there are only so many hours, there's only a certain space amount of time that you could do these things. What you do is you have to decide on how can you solve this problem? What can be done first? So you don't have to complain about it. You look at the problem and then you start coming up with solutions. Okay, I got to do five things and I got to come up with a way to do these five things in a way that I can get everything done and cover what is, first of all, what's most important, what's urgent, because you could be, like I said before, somebody give me three pages, 3,000 pages of something to read. I'm not reading all that. And I'm not going to say that to a person. I'm just going to let them do what they do. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I'm not going to even try to read it. But what I will do is say, okay, how can I solve this? I've got these important things to do. What's most important? And I look for solutions. And that can help you with your complaining. Yes, you have real problems. And I don't believe in denying them. Like I was saying, I, I've been talking about this. Like, what do you do when your situation is negative? You don't just deny that you don't have a negative situation when you do. But what you can do is, instead of complaining about the negative situation, you can focus on solutions. Problems are not going anywhere. You're never, ever going to stop having problems. Complaining about problems will never, ever change them. They do not make things better. They do not change anything. The complaining does not stop you from having a problem. But what could resolve that problem or that issue is by you coming up with a solution. Because when you're complaining, your brain, the part that deals with problem solving and memory is shrinking, it's getting smaller. But if you are looking at solutions, your brain is actually producing more synapses and your brain is being healed. And that's what you have to do. You have to think. It's like a puzzle and you've got to put it together. So for me, you know, I, like my new schedule is teaching. I have, you know, three different subjects that I'm teaching and they're very distinguished differently. It's not like I can just kind of blend them together. I, they are totally three different subjects. Well, to prep for that, I have to come up with solutions because I'm only, I only have a certain amount of time 
even though I have a planning period, I have to create a presentation that will be engaging because we're dealing with the 21st century learner. And one thing I learned is I, I'm not that kind of teacher that's just going to give a worksheet and say, okay, work on this. I want, I have integrity and I want my students to learn. And what I know is that for children who are at risk, they need engagement and they need guidance. And that's, and then you can sort of scaffold into more of a student-centered situation. Um, but most of the time when they're already a little bit behind, it, you, it does need to be teacher-centered. So I was just thinking, okay, what can I do? I focus on solutions. I will not complain. I'm so grateful for the opportunity and I'm grateful for so many other things. And so that's what you do. You, you instead of complaining, come up with those solutions because they're there. But you'll never find them if you're not looking for them. It's like that treasure and you're digging deep. So let's go back over it. Number one, the way you cure yourself from complaining is you learn how to always find the good in bad situations or frustrating situations. The good is there. It may not be on the surface, but it's there. You look for it. You look underneath it. I tell you, if you had a diamond ring and it fell somewhere, you'd be looking under the bed and looking under the counter, looking under the vanity. You got to look for the good. Count your blessings. You are blessed and highly favored in so many ways. And find those blessings and focus on those. And thank God. And instead of whining, focus focus on worshiping God. That's one of the things that McClure said, you know, just your worship and your praise for all of God's goodness and his grace. And I can just see it all in my life. And I really cannot complain. Like the songwriter used to say with the song called, I, I can't complain, I won't complain. I get it. That is a fact. The other thing, you have it takes effort, but you got to force yourself to focus on solutions. Because whining and complaining and focusing on the problem is not helping you. Now we know, based on this study from Stanford University, it causes brain damage. Focus on the solutions, and there are some. And as you work on the solutions, and you're being creative, and you're producing good, it actually helps your brain. So that's how you heal. And then never, ever forget that whatever problem you're going through, you can only do so much. So you do what you can do. You do your best and you let God handle the rest and know who you are and know your significance. If I leave this earth tonight, God forbid, the earth is just going to keep rotating on its axis. So I don't take myself that seriously. I am not Superman. I am not God. I am simply a humble human being and I realize I can only do so much I would do all I can, and then I let it go. And and I learned this a long time ago. Sometimes your best is not enough, and that's okay. Because no matter what happens, God is going to take care of me. One thing about it, I was a business owner out here for, for years, and God was taking care of me, and all of my bills were paid. And even though I said I wasn't making a lot, I, was, I still had what I needed. I had not suffered. So one thing about it, I, I'm at peace now. Because all I can do is do my best. And if it's not good enough, it's okay. God will always open a door for me somewhere else. And that's what I want to tell you. Do your best and let God handle the rest. Don't complain. 
don't whine. Let me tell you, not complaining is going to cause you to feel so much lighter and so much happier and just joy unspeakable. And I just wanted to share that with you, you guys. I'm running out of time. Know that I love you and that I wish you well. Peace and abundant blessings. Don't forget, you can email me at badthoughttherapy at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Have a beautiful night. I'm getting ready to do some. Leave them as drafts and drop them every two or three days for you guys. Peace and love. Take care. Bye-bye.